Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of The Geeky Gentleman. I apologize for maybe not the best audio or if you hear a lot of pops because I left my mic and my screen. I'm on holiday technically right now, still recording a podcast for you guys. So I'm just using my phone. So bear with me. I promise only this one and maybe one or two more will have this kind of sound quality and the other ones will be top notch. So again, apologies. Just to let you guys know that this is the podcast where you can hear all about the geeky and pop culture updates. Plus, be inspired to find that stylish gentleman within. In today's episode, I'm breaking down the Spider-Man Far From Home post credit scenes. And in the gentleman's portion of the podcast, I'm listing the must-have summer wardrobe essentials. Alrighty then, enough said. We're diving right into Spider-Man Far From Home post credits scenes. So if you haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home, then you should hurry and go see it because it's freaking amazing. I loved it and I'm ready to see it again. But you also might want to hit pause on this podcast because, of course, spoiler warning. All right, so in the first post credit scene, because there's two, so technically the mid credit scene, we see that Peter's continuing his web-slinging date around New York with MJ. But it's ruined at the end because we get introduced to the MCU's version of J. Jonah Jameson, who is once again played by J.K. Simmons. He's the actor that portrayed J. Jonah Jameson in the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. And obviously, he did it so well that Disney decided to recast him again as J. Jonah Jameson in the MCU. But in the MCU, J. Jonah Jameson is more of a conspiracy theorist than the head of a newspaper. And he shows on the huge TV screen that everyone was watching, or if you have a TV set, anyone can see it. He shows doctored footage of Spider-Man's defeat of Mysterio, which he makes it look like Spider-Man was a person who ordered the drone attack on London. But that's not the only thing. Mysterio outs Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot to take in there. So... That's a big deal. Like, his secret identity is blown. We also see with this whole footage and mid-credits scene, we see the introduction of the Daily Bugle and J. Jonah Jameson and what only promises would be the continuous flow of media by the Daily Bugle against Spider-Man, similar to how it's done in the comic books. Now, since Spider-Man's identity is out there, that has a lot of problems with his identity out in the open that puts characters like Aunt May, Ned, and MJ in the direct line of fire as people closest to Peter. All the bad guys he's been beating up, everyone who wants to hurt Spider-Man are going to go after these people to get to Peter Parker. I mean, even in the comic books, at one point, Aunt May was shot by an assassin hired by the Kingpin, so we can only assume that Peter's loved ones will be in even more danger in the third film. It leaves a lot in the open now because now Peter automatically has to go on the defense to prove that he wasn't behind the attack on London. So maybe Mysterio isn't actually dead and Peter has to find him to prove the footage was fake. I mean, I might be a little too hopeful because I really like to take Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. And you know, there's a whole Sinister Six thing. So I'm hoping that Mysterio is not really dead. The post-post-credits scene showcases Nick Fury and Maria Hill weren't actually in the film at all. They were actually being impersonated by the Skrulls, Talos, and his wife, who we saw in Captain Marvel. Now, thank God, because I was literally wondering why those two felt off the entire film. I mean, it makes so much more sense now, and I'm pretty sure when you rewatch it, you're going to have so many, like, tells that that's not really Nick Fury, but it makes so much sense now. We see that Talos calls the real Nick Fury, who is somewhere out in space on a large spaceship working with a bunch of Skrulls. Now, is this the first sign of S.W.O.R.D.? Now, for all those people who don't know what S.W.O.R.D. is, S.W.O.R.D. is known as a Sentinel World Observation and Response Department in the Marvel comics. 
think of it as shield, but in outer space, and they deal with extraterrestrial threats to Earth. Now, this makes a lot of sense for the MCU, seeing how we have another Captain Marvel coming, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and the Eternals, which all take place in space. Now the MCU have Nick Fury strategically in place, so he can have a larger role to play within these more cosmic MCU films. I do like the fact that the post credit scene is kind of like a shout-out to the Secret Invasion storyline that sees the Skrulls impersonating heroes as they invade Earth, but currently it looks like the Skrulls are still on our side for the time being. But it does beg the question, how long has Talos been Fury, and are there any other Skrulls currently impersonating any of our favorite superheroes? And with that said, we're jumping headfirst into the gentleman's portion of the podcast. With summer in full effect and plenty of holiday trips on the horizon, I'm giving you guys some must-have summer wardrobe essentials to pack so that you can be summer ready wherever you go. First, linen shirts. Linen shirts are the best because they are thin and they breathe very well. And of course, with the summer heat and humidity, linen shirts will be a lifesaver and keep you from sweating up a storm. And you can find them in plenty of colors, so you'll always have a linen shirt in a color that works with your outfit. Second, loafers. Whether a traditional loafer, boat shoes, or dressy leather loafers, these are a must-have summer essential to keep you looking classy during summer. With summer dress, you won't be wearing those big clunky boots you wore during winter, and you better leave those gym sneakers at home. Loafers are a must to keep you looking smart. The best thing is that they can be worn casually with a t-shirt or even for most dressed up evening summer looks. Third, sunglasses. When it comes to picking an epic pair of sunnies to wear in the summer, it's important to grab a pair that fit your face but are also super sharp. Don't go crazy bold with sunnies unless you're walking up to a beach club ready to party. Choose a more dressier pair of sunnies for your summer events. Something that can be worn casually or smart, such as a pair of aviator-style sunglasses or even wayfarers. Fourth, chino shorts. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm always hot. So when summer comes around, the last thing I want to do is to wear trousers. That's why a pair of smart chino shorts is the best thing to have during summer. Now, to pull this off and look smart, they have to be fitted. They, have to, they can't be baggy. So you have to really leave those cargo-type shorts at home. And stick to a khaki or navy blue to be able to combine it effortlessly with most looks. If you're feeling daring, you can wear them in brighter colors. They have them in like pinks and like greens and yellows. So if you're bold that way, you can do it. But again, if you just have a good khaki color or navy blue, that will always look super, super smart. Alrighty, guys, that's the end of this episode of the Geeky Gentleman Podcast. What did you guys think of the post credit scenes in Spider-Man Far From Home? And did you think it was better than Spider-Man Homecoming? Drop me a DM on Instagram, I'm at Drifting Decal, with your theories for the future of the MCU, and if you have any other style questions. I love hearing from you guys. And again, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast if you're enjoying it. And until our next podcast adventure, I will talk to you guys later.